I put myself in danger and dislocated my neck. And um, uh, all of a sudden, this physical boy or man from, from the country background, um, I lost everything. Welcome to the Reach New Heights podcast, where we dive deep into all things self-healing, transformation, and building dreams. I'm Julie Householder, and it is my passion to share powerful tools to empower you to transform your life and reach new heights. Let's get started. Welcome, everybody, to the Reach New Heights podcast. This week is going to be a little bit different. I am bringing on someone to talk with me about some really meaningful content and someone who personally and professionally really inspires me. And so today we are talking to Wayne Forrest, who is an international transformational speaker and life mastery consultant certified by the Brave Thinking Institute in Los Angeles, California, where we met. We both got trained through the same institute. He shared the stage with well-known thought leaders like Mary Morrissey and Matt Boggs. He grew up on the coast of Hawke's Bay, New Zealand, where he farmed for 25 years with 15 of those years from a wheelchair and now lives with his wife, Kathy, on a small block. He has four children, two grandchildren and another on its way. Wayne says his sporting accident in 1995, leaving him C5 tetraplegic, was a catalyst for his ongoing journey into personal development, which has given him the incredible life that he loves and is very grateful for. He's a co-creator of CHB, Swim for Life's non-for-profit, which supports local schools in doing deep water programs and swimming lessons to help save lives from drowning, which has just received organization with the biggest impact on children At this past year's 2020 Central Hawks Bay Sports Awards, Wayne shares his journey from the heart and he enables others to believe that you too can build and live into your dreams and live a life you love regardless of the challenges, struggles, or perceived disabilities they face. He shares his powerful TED Talk, and I'm going to link this in the show notes for you guys to check out, about his journey and discovery after a sporting accident that left him in a wheelchair called How Struggle Helps Us Grow. And one particular quote that I love and appreciate is, it's a privilege as a coach to be able to help others discover their hidden abilities in themselves. So welcome. Congratulations on all of your achievements. And thank you so much for your time and energy and carving out time to come to share from your heart and really speak to our audience today about your incredible journey. So I would love to hear a little bit about you and your work and your story, if you could share that with our listeners today. Beautiful. Thank you, Julie. What a awesome introduction that was to um, and it's just an honor to be on your platform uh, having this conversation. So my story, like you said in the bio, I grew up in a little country town, uh, very coastal and uh, very farming orientated. And of course, farming, uh, sports and probably a little bit too much drinking was the culture of growing up and uh, very ego sort of um, background, I suppose. And um, I immersed myself into that lifestyle and grew up uh, on the front of my grandfather's horse as a little boy before I could even walk and uh, sort of loved it so much that I 
was on the farm every minute I could possibly get away from my mother and nap time and um, then went to school and I didn't really enjoy that so much uh, but school had sport and um, so that was my life growing up was uh, every moment I could I'd be on the farm uh, and playing sport and um, it went from there and uh, I left school reasonably early because I could do most things from an early age of 11, even 10 on the farm as a man could. So uh, I was very good at it. And um, by the age of 25, I was married and I had two little twin daughters and I had two businesses, uh, one a shearing sheep business and another farming. And uh, I played rugby for my local club. And on that particular day, uh, we were low on numbers and it was a tough game and uh, I just made a big mistake at the end of the game and uh, went into contact where I put myself in danger and dislocated my neck and um, uh, all of a sudden this physical boy or man from, from the country background um, I lost everything couldn't move. I couldn't move my hands, arms, legs, nothing. So uh, it was like I was in the middle of a bad dream. And um, the shame that came with it, you know, that I was this physical, strong, could cope with any physical challenge uh, to not being able to cope. You know, I was coping, but I didn't have that physical uh, side to me anymore. So, uh, and that also gave me the opportunity to make a choice at that moment. Was I going to live in that state of poor me or get up and do what I could with what I had? And by doing that, I started to understand that there's this amazing power within all of us that we can tap into and start creating a different life, um, which I had to, or I was going to crawl up and hide under my covers and die. And um, so it didn't give me much choice. If I wanted to create a life, and then I had to get up and, and create it. And um, by that opportunity, I started to create little visions for myself. And the first one was to go back to the farm and run it from, from my limitations at that time. And, um, and so I had a vision. And so by having that vision, within a couple of short years, I actually created that. And... Then all of a sudden it was like, oh, I've done that. Now what else? You know, it wasn't, I, it wasn't enough anymore. So my first love actually became, okay, I've achieved that. Now I want something else to, to, to stretch me. And that's how I got into outdoor extreme activities in a group setting. And I learned that. Um, by being um, a participant as well as 
a group leader on these courses that were really scary physically, that everyone had limits. Uh, it didn't matter what disability or if they even didn't have uh, a disability, they had some kind of fear. And I was helping them uh, overcome that uh, in my way. And that's when I realized, wow, I really like helping people because it helped me feel better about myself and situation. And um, that's when I started going into mentoring young men at the college uh, local school here and um, found myself in self-development and came across Mary online. Well, my wife did. She's my muse because she's always sending me stuff and and uh, it's always right on point. So uh, I always listen to my wife. <laughs> she would disagree, but, but I do. Um, and that's how I got into this work and became a Life Mastery um, consultant through Mary uh, Morrissey. Um, through the Brave Thinking Institute, and it was I came across her online, and next minute I was in LA doing a dream builder, and the rest is history. Wow! And thank you so much for sharing your story with us. And I really, I just have so much respect for you and for your journey and for your willingness to really step into vulnerability and share from the heart. I really would love to talk to you about that moment. You talked about that moment because each one of us and you listening right here, right now, dear listener, you might be going through a challenge that might seem daunting to you. You might be thinking, how could I ever get through this? And I loved how you talked about that specific moment where you made that decision to really take the control of, of what the trajectory of your life would be. And that's so difficult, especially when we're in what Mary Morrissey, she talks about this dark night of the soul. And I would love for you to talk a little bit on that and perhaps provide some encouragement to someone who's struggling to make that decision for themselves and to really recognize the power that they have to really be the designer, the architect of their, their experience and those action steps towards their healing path. And, and I think it's, it's first of all, um, when we're faced with that, that terrible challenge at the time, you know, I, I don't see it as a terrible challenge now, but at the time it was, it was like, oh, I've lost everything. Uh, and like I talked about the shame that came with that and the feelings of, I'm not enough, um, which were there anyway. Um, and in some aspect, that's how those feelings helped me create that opportunity to have that accident. But when we're faced with that moment, it's knowing that that if we can breathe into it and face it and look at it and just go, right, what is the step I can take right now with what I have? 
um, to move out of that dark place. Uh, and of course, you know, we talk about there's a lot of steps to that. We can take in that deep breath and and to carve it, calm our nervous system, uh, which are all great little tools. But so often when that happens, we're not aware of those tools. We can learn them afterwards. Um, so it's a very interesting question because I don't know if there's a right answer. All I know is that there's an inner belief in each one of us that we can cope with anything. And I know that now. At the time, I didn't. Um, you know, because this was 27 years ago and and my a bank of knowledge is so much more now um, and a better understanding. And I would say definitely face it. Be vulnerable. Be willing to be vulnerable um, because vulnerability being vulnerable is power, and we hide it. I, I hid my shame of having my accident for so many years, and it's probably only been the last five or six years that I've faced up to that and ripped the scab off it so I can heal. And by everyone knows how we feel because I think we've all had some dark night in our past. So put your hand up, be vulnerable and, and ask for help and, um, and breathe and take those steps mm. towards healing yourself. I think a lot of us struggle with the concept of vulnerability because a lot of the times in the media, it's vulnerability is almost for some, it's it's this weakness. But when we really lean into it, and this is something that I really like to practice with myself because of my my history with the different traumas that I went through, when I was vulnerable, I felt you feel so exposed, you feel so raw, mm-hmm. and it takes so much courage to really step into that, and then the courage to get support too. We don't think of it as a strange thing when, you know, someone goes to the doctor or if you like go to the gym for a personal trainer or if you go to a class to better yourself. Yet a lot of these support structures when it comes to like our mental health, our emotional health, or even just like asking for help in general can be so hard for us. Because again, we have to really set, sit and, and, float in that vulnerability and be able to create that space for ourselves to be uncomfortable with the interest of growth. And I know you talk so much about your growth. What would you say if you were to go back and talk to that 25-year-old version of yourself, what would you tell him? And what would be the one action step that you would advise him to start stepping into? Great question. And 
uh, I often think about this, and it is, you are loved. You are loved. It, it comes down to just really giving myself a big hug and saying, you are enough. And just be, be you, be, don't try to be someone else, you know, because I was always a little bit different. We all are, because we're all unique. And I, I didn't quite fit in the mold, but I tried so hard for the first 25 years of my life and probably for the next 10, 15 years after that, <laughs> which was a little bit strange considering I was now in a wheelchair, but I still tried to fit in the mold. Um, and so that 25-year-old boy, I'd give him a big hug and I would say, you are loved. Be yourself. Express yourself. Live from your heart and not what everyone else believes you should live from or what society thinks you should live from. I used to struggle with that a lot myself. I would seek everybody else's approval, everyone else's opinion before I would make a decision. When I would even think about doing something, I would be like, oh, what, if, what would they think? of me? How am I being perceived? And it wasn't until I really got into personal development work where I was like, you know, who cares? Like that person's not going to be living my life. I am. And I'm going to be the one waking up every single day, looking at myself in the mirror. And I'm going to be the one falling asleep with myself each night. And when I put my head on the pillow at night, or when I'm looking at myself in the mirror, you know, whose eyes are going to be looking back at me? Is it going to be the woman who lives for everybody else, but is miserable inside and doesn't like what I see? Or am I going to look and see the eyes of a woman staring back at me, proud of, of who I am, proud that I'm choosing to be and build my own path? And of course, and even me saying that, it's much harder than it seems in statement and retrospect is very easy for me to say that. Cause again, you have to have so much courage to really embody that and be like, what mold? I don't need a mold. I'll build my own mold. I'm going to do my own thing. And when you step into that, sometimes there's a lot of grief in that because we might lose certain people um, or situations that they're not, they're not growing with us. And, and that can be devastating. And for me, that was like one big thing where I was like, if I'm going to choose to grow, if I'm going to choose to be that woman I want to be when I look in the mirror, people who are on that level, people who truly are going to grow with me will stay with me and will grow with me. And it's a scary thing to embark on. I think Brene Brown, I think uh, I, I know a little about a bit about her stuff, but she said that um, to be a hero, you have to be vulnerable. Uh, and each one of us at the time of our darkest hour, we're the only ones that can be the hero. So you have to be 
vulnerable to be the hero of your own journey. And if I can give your listeners anything is just do it because that is each one of you has the courage to do that each one of you has the ability to be vulnerable and be a hero of your own journey and create a life you love because if you start doing that and living an authentic life to you which is unique to you None of us are the same. We all have our own unique expression and loves and abilities to create a difference in our lives. And if we do that for our lives, we're going to create a difference for humanity. I'm just sitting in your words like, yes, (laughs) absolutely. And most of us don't realize our strength. We don't realize that we're so much stronger than what our thinking mind can even conceptualize. And I can definitely think of so many times where I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. And I do. And then another challenge comes up and you're like, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. Like this is, you know, and recognizing that we have this power breathing us, this life force energy inside of us that we can lean into that. I think it was an episode two. I was talking to you guys about that plant breaking through concrete, that life force energy. We can tap into that and recognize that even though, yes, we are here to be our own hero, know that we're, we're never alone in that, that we have this energy that is always fueling us, supporting us. And I always like to think in those moments where I'm trying to build that courage, I like to think of things that I've overcome in the past as inspiration. I also love to think of my ancestors and the sacrifices that my family made in coming to the United States from Cuba escaping that country, starting from scratch, starting a life that I wouldn't have without their sacrifices. And I think of that strength and power that is passed down from our family members, from our friends and and from ourselves that's always available inside. And when we really sit in that, we realize that we can do have the create anything. It just takes that willingness to really step out of our comfort zone and through the, through the spaceship of vulnerability, because that's what it is. It's a, it's a transportation where we can arrive in somewhere where we never could have expected. I did have a question. I'm looking here. I would love to hear about how this transformational journey that you've experienced. I know you're a father and you're also a grandfather. And for the parents listening or people who would love to come become parents or just people who'd love to be mentors to other people. How did your journey and what you've learned influence your parenting and how you connect with other people in that mentoring space? Oh, another fantastic question, Julie. Um, Now, which one came first, the egg or the chicken? Because (laughs) when I realized, because there's a certain amount of awareness that we're creating in the personal development 
and that awareness grows in ourselves. And when that awareness grows as a father and a grandfather, you realize that we pattern, we have a, 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 a gener generational pattern that you were talking about before, you know, with your ancestors coming from Cuba and, and that strength. We also have our own way of being and our kids pattern of us. So they watch us when they are from zero to five or six. They are constantly soaking up how to be in this tribe, which is called your family. So they pick up all your faults as well as your strengths. And when, when you understand that the way that we react creates a pattern in our kids, one, you feel a little bit guilty when you first realize that, <laughs> but it's the way it's meant to be. But the second part of that is then you see your kids as your best teachers because they reflect back to you <laughs> the parts of you that you need to learn and, um, and normally give yourself more love for because if you react to your children, they're only reflecting back to you the pain or the, the lack of love that you have for yourself. So when I understood that, oh my God, it's made a huge difference to my parenting uh, because we all have this uh, job without a manual. <laughs> we, we are just trying to work it out ourselves. So I think the biggest thing that I would say to someone who's thinking about having a family is create the vibration and be what you want your kids to be growing up because that is truly what they'll end up being. And notice when you react to your loved ones that it is only a reflection in you of something that you need to heal and give yourself more love for. And, um, and like I said, my kids are my best teachers. Beautifully said. I love that. And there's so much in life that serves as this mirror and this reflection to our inner world. I also was thinking while you were speaking about limitations and what are your conversations like with your, your coach clients as well as your kids or people that you're mentoring? So many of us will focus on the limitations or like even what you were saying with, with parenting, we notice that reaction and there's an unhealed part of ourselves that's coming up that we're noticing. And sometimes we can feel so overwhelmed by all of the work, all of the, the room that we have for growth when we, we develop that awareness and we're like, oh my goodness, I have all of this to work on. 
And many of us look at our limitations or our past, or even just the future of what the work looks like ahead. Um, and we don't give ourselves that permission to step forward or dream build, you know, start dream building from that place. So how do you view and how do you teach on these concepts of limitation and possibility and, and what the human potential is given all of these layers of what we've been through, what we're trying to do, um, what we're trying to embody and what we're working on. And, and it comes with uh, growing our awareness of consciousness, of love. Um, and that has to start for ourselves first. Um, when we grow that to a certain degree. So we have to become, uh, I am always working on becoming uh, more and more aware of that consciousness as a coach, as a father, uh, and as a husband, because I can then come from more and more of the possibility instead of the paradigm of the past. And for your listeners, if you haven't talked about paradigm, that is just a pattern of thinking that is created over time and space from either society or from our families or whatever that is, from a, that's created a belief that is now subconscious and it is just running on its own. Uh, and so when we understand that we have this limiting paradigm of thoughts and belief systems that is in the subconscious brain, and a subconscious brain obviously works to keep, uh, so we don't use so much energy. And, and that is like many of you would have driven home from work and gone through lights and gone, got home and thought, hmm, did I stop with those lights? Did they turn green or were they red or, you know? And you can't remember the whole trip. And it's because our brains, once we've done a certain task a, a certain way, a number of times we create a pattern that is on default in the subconscious brain, which is two thirds of our brain. And so when you understand that we've got all these um, patterns and when we create our awareness of being present in the right here and now, and by that, I always say, take a deep breath. I constantly connect myself to my inner power. You can call that God. You can call that universe, uh, your higher self, um, love. Um, Dr. Joe Dispenza calls it space. You know, there's so many different words for that higher power. You can call it Buddha. There's so many. But what my point is we are connected to that and i love the movie avatar because that is our story we're no different than that we're connected to this universe uh, like a root system of a tree and we are connected to those trees we're connected to each other 
And when we connect to that in the present moment, and as Jesus said to the paralytic, get up and walk at the well of, um, uh, I can't remember the well, but in the Bible, there's a story around the paralytic. And um, he was in that moment of pure love and possibility. And there is everything waiting for us in that present moment that is just gone as soon as it leaves my lips. And how would you, what would you recommend to somebody who is totally new to all of this and struggles remaining present? What are some tools you'd recommend for them to start this journey of, of starting to cultivate a greater awareness of their paradigms, as you had mentioned, or just what's going around them? What are some things you mentioned your breath? So taking a deep breath and I invite all of you right now, let's just like take a full deep breath together and exhale. But besides that incredible tool that we have, no matter where we are to tune in with that breathing, what are some tips for someone starting out on this journey? For creating presence, um, I like the breath. I like just being really conscious of the breath, you know, watching it come in and out, you know, right into the bottom of your belly and blowing it out the straw. Uh, you cannot do that and other things at the same time. Uh, another one is say your mind's running away with you, with your stories and, and what happened at work and why that woman's a bitch or that my husband doesn't understand me or whatever those stories are. When they are running away, that is, our stories are only, um, they are only reinforcing the thought and the belief system around that, which is creating an energy that isn't making you feel any better. So to disconnect uh, from that story, then breathe. I like to look at, when I first started doing this, look at five things that I could see and five things I could hear and five things I could smell. And then I'd breathe consciously again. And then I'd look again, had five things, that are different things that I could see. A great one for driving, you know, when we're talking to ourselves, often when we're driving along and we're having a great old conversation, you know, it's not a sign of madness. Each one of us has that conversation. Um, <laughs> I think uh, the trash uh, truck has just turned up. So there might be some big banging in the minute. Uh, but what my point is, is just is interrupting that voice, interrupting that story. Just notice, notice yourself. And the other part of that 
Julie, is being observant. No, you know, each one of us, if we close our eyes, we can feel energy in our feet. We can feel energy in our legs, in our hands, our fingers. We can even feel the energy on the top of our head. But we aren't our hands, we aren't our feet, or aren't our legs. And we can do the same with our thoughts. We can, in the same way, feel or observe that energy. We can also observe our stories, our words, our thoughts. And when we start practicing that, then we can stop that old story and create a different vibration through breath. And then changing the old story. That's beautiful. And I know each one of you listening, we all have that inner critic that it's, I definitely have some very intense inner critics in my mind. And one thing that I do is when I start noticing that snowball effect of I'm not enough or whatever track is playing, I stop it, I interrupt it. And I ask myself, if I was my best friend or someone that I truly loved, how would I be speaking to myself, right? Because we wouldn't speak to anyone the way that we often speak to ourselves in our own minds. We would never say something like that. Uh, and that was, a, that was a big change for me was like becoming my own inner best friend and really getting clear and recognizing too, I had no awareness that I could stop these thought patterns. I had no awareness that I, I thought I was my thoughts or I, I was very identified with my thoughts and emotions and I didn't know that I was separate from them. So that's a huge golden nugget, so to speak, for you guys to really take in and to think about that you're not your thoughts, you're not your emotions, you're not the things that have occurred to you in your life. You're so much more. You are the essence that is observing your thoughts, observing these emotions and these patterns. And I always like to look and sometimes it's hard because it's almost like watching a movie. And sometimes if we grab too much on the thought itself, we suddenly go into the frame and then we're in the movie. So it's, it's difficult to begin that kind of observation practice. And a lot of this for me, especially if I am tired, if I didn't sleep well, if I am hungry, if I'm not feeling my best, it's much more rigorous to be able to cultivate that awareness practice when our physical body hasn't had its needs met. Um, and when I'm hangry, uh, it's much, it's much more difficult, you know, to be aware and to, to be able to separate myself from those emotions. And right there, that is beautiful. And, and, you know, cause my wife says, Oh, he's hangry. He's hangry, you know, <laughs> the food. Um, and, but even that story, right, is creating, this is my latest awareness, even that story of our limitations of creating that story around food, sleep, whatever, is still creating the belief system that that's how it is when we're in that situation, right? And, and we can even be more than that. That's the limits of the possibility. There's none absolutely none so this is the story that we tell ourselves uh, to create and is our belief system around 
what we're creating. So it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's amazing. I love it. I love these conversations and just that awareness that we're constantly limiting ourselves from that amazing possibility that we could create. And those patterns run so deep. And ooh, if you guys hear that banging, it's my neighbor next door. Someone's knocking on his door. Um, <laughs> but again, even with like those those basic aspects, really being able to rise above our physical organism and all of those messages and to be able to access that inner stillness that's always mm -hmm. present. And knowing that there will always be a part of us that is still. And no matter what's going on around us, no matter what seem, whatever seems to be chaos around us, knowing that we can always go within and access that. And that is with us everywhere that we go. And that's one thing that I like to remind myself, no matter what, I'm like, I have that things might feel like the floor is falling beneath me. I'm having emotions coming up or whatever the case may be, but I still, I still have that stillness. I can lean into that safe place that I can build for myself always in any environment, in any situation. Yeah, and that's beautiful. And, and I remember the first time that I realized that those voices in my head weren't me. I would, they were me, but you know, I thought they were a source of power because I could have five conversations in my head as well as be doing something. Uh, and yet it was disconnecting me from my true power. So I think everyone's aware that they talk to themselves. Uh, and now if you're aware and you haven't, haven't practiced just observing that, be the observer of everything of the people around you, of the voices in your head, uh, of the feelings in your body, the more you become and practice being that observer instead of being the person in the frame, as you said, uh, the more power you uh, give yourself and, and the more awareness you create. And then when you start doing those two things, you'll see that beautiful potential that you truly do have. What would you say is one small action step or idea beyond the ones that we discussed that people listening right now, if they could implement each day, that would help them reach new heights in their life? Number one is what would you love? What would you truly love? Um, we are both um, certified coaches in dream building. Uh, the reason why I say that is when you connect to what is your true uh, love in your heart and whatever area of life that you want to create uh, more of or something better in that area, uh, that helps us grow because it, it also gives us to focus on something that is, fills us up with love for a start. 
But striving for that, it means, most times it means it's bigger than us. And because it's bigger than us, means that we are on the edge of growth, as we say. And that's where it's scary. And it's scary because that's where all our lessons are in our life. So for me, courage is facing your fears and walking or taking a step towards it. Um, because the two are interconnected and linked. Uh, and if you really, truly want to grow, then have a big vision of what's in your heart, of what you'd really love. And yes, if it's scary, perfect. Because that is exactly what it should be. And just keep taking a little step towards that fear every day and you will grow in so many ways that I can't even describe. That reminds me of my favorite quote from Mary Morrissey is the content of our lives is the curriculum for our evolution. And when we look at life in that way, instead of kind of being whiplashed back and forth, you know, things are happening to me. It's almost like when you're at the beach and you're sitting in the water and these huge waves just keep on hitting you. Um, all of a sudden, when we embody that and we recognize that all of this is here for me to grow, it's here for, it's really here for me to help my soul's evolution in this lifetime, to help me develop myself and my path. All of a sudden, we're not sitting in the water anymore. All of a sudden, we're on a surfboard. You know what I mean? Like we're, we're riding the waves. We're having fun, we're growing through instead of going through things. And I'd like to remind myself that because we as human beings face some very rigorous things and it can be so difficult at times or feel so difficult um, in that rigor. But when we really embody this and, and really recognize that courage isn't the absence of fear, that's another quote. I love quotes. I'm a quotes girl. Um, but it's, you know, that there's something more important. I think Roosevelt said that, President Roosevelt, um, that there's something more important than that fear that we have. We can start reaching new heights over and over again and, and evolve into a greater version of ourselves, which ultimately is already there and always within us already. It just takes that activation of us becoming the catalyst for ourselves to take that step. I love that. And that brings me back to a point that I was thinking about a little bit earlier, that each one of us is really, really powerful. And if you don't believe that, look at what you've created. Because even if you're stuck in, in this uh, paradigm that is really feels like it's incredible and very difficult to get out of, you are that powerful that you created that paradigm. As we know, our thoughts create our uh, feelings, which affect our physiology. And our physiology dictates what action we take. So if it's a more empowered thought, 
over one of anger, sadness, or or um, anxiety, or fear, you're going to take two different actions. So, in understanding that there is a results formula that is proven by science now, right? Then you created even this dark night, and that's how powerful you are. So why not use that power to create amazing life instead? Does that? My mom always tells me that every day the sky is a different painting. And when we think of each of our thoughts, a stroke on a canvas with our focus and with the awareness that we can start working towards different ways of thinking and being through awareness, we recognize that we are the ones choosing the colors of this perceptual lens of this canvas that we're seeing life through. And we become the artist. And that can sometimes feel a little scary because it's unknown right? Anything outside of our comfort zone by definition is going to be uncomfortable because it's not the comfort zone, even things that we are very uncomfortable with. And I can think of so many times where I was absolutely miserable and I wanted to change my life. I felt stuck, but my miserable feelings, I knew them. I knew what I was seeing. I knew what to expect because I was already used to it. And the idea of kind of jumping out of that, going into an unknown path or an unknown space or making that decision to change your life or, you know, leave that the soul sucking job, as Mary always likes to say, or even just like start planning like a trip, your dream trip to go somewhere that you've never been to can seem so scary in that unknown. But when we begin to cultivate practice, and I like to break this down into small little steps where I'll be like, okay, what's a small action step where I can kind of step out of my comfort zone that I can do just to start practicing feeling uncomfortable with the, with the intention of growth. What can I do? Can I elevate that now a little bit more? Can I elevate that a little bit more? And and that's what Wayne was talking about, these baby steps. And I've said before, you know, your baby steps can take you all the way up Mount Everest. It can take you across the world. We can even look at it as if we were sailing in a boat. Um, Just one little shift in the degree of our sails can lead us to an entirely different life if we're willing to take those small steps or make that small shift in our sails. Beautifully said. Deep stuff, deep conversation. And before we wrap up here, now that we're kind of getting close to the top of the hour, is there anything else that you would really love to share with the listeners today that we didn't talk about another message or something else that you would love to speak from your heart, from your spirit to everybody listening now? I think we've said a lot. Um, And just give yourself more love. I, I think the more we love ourselves, the more we uh, can love others and love humanity 
because fear comes from a lack of love. Uh, and um, so go out there and know that you are an amazing spiritual being having a human experience. And um, breathe into that and enjoy every single moment of awakeness you can gather. Thank you for blessing us all with that message and with all of your words of wisdom today. I definitely got so much from this episode and I recommend you guys if you're driving and you can't do, you know, write down some golden nuggets from this, write down some things that stuck out to you that resonated with you and try them out. Just, just try them out for a couple of weeks, try out some of these concepts, try out some of these recommendations and just see what, what starts happening when you start these small shifts. And before we, we close out this incredible episode, where can people find you? Where can they connect with you, Wayne, so that they can follow you on, on your journey and everything you're doing professionally in the world? Sweet, man. Um, and just on what you said, I love that curiosity. Be curious. Mm, it's beautiful. Uh, so my tags, uh, I'm on Facebook. I'll give you that link uh, for my page there. Uh, also on Instagram, which is Wayne Forest NZ. Uh, and I have a free giveaway uh, on my website, which is wayneforest.com. It's a 15-minute uh, recording uh, that I recommend people listen to twice a day. Uh, that's totally free. So just sign up for that if you think that's something you in, are interested in. Um, remember, forest is the same way as run, forest, run. <laughs> Quite ironic, really, considering I'm in a chair. Uh, so it's two R's. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I definitely will be checking out that recording. I recommend that if you guys resonate with Wayne, check it out, go follow him on, on the gram. And I will include all the links for you in the show notes. And once again, Wayne, from my heart to yours, thank you so much. And I will see all of you or not see technically, but I will be speaking into my microphone to all of you next week on the Reach New Heights podcast. From my heart to yours, thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast as much as I love creating it. As always, you can connect with me on Instagram at JULHouseholder or my website, juliehouseholder.com. I love hearing how you've integrated these episodes into your life. And if you feel called, please leave a review on iTunes so we can help others reach new heights. Mm -hmm.